Welcome to Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Each and every week we get to talk to new and exciting people about whatever is on their mind and what's important to them, whether it's health, overcoming addiction, spirituality, finding God, uh, politics, conspiracy, you name it, we cover it. So it's an honor and a blessing to have you join us. I look forward to meeting you and thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a beautiful guest. I absolutely love her. She is so flipping funny, and anybody that doesn't know her yet really needs to know her because she's amazing and fabulous. Welcome, Miss Jolene. How are you, my dear? I'm good. How are you today? Fantastic. I'm super Good. happy that you joined me because um, we've known each other on the old interwebs for years now. Yes. Um, you're a very big supporter of podcasters. And so um, I couldn't wait to have a discussion with you today because there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. So for people who don't know you, tell me a little bit about you. Okay. I mean, that's there's a lot, but <laughs> we like a up, lot. <laughs> to sum it up, you can, I'm known on the social media websites as Canadian Patriot because I am, I am Canadian, but I just got my citizenship in March. So I am now dual citizen. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yes. I wanted um, to ask you about that real quick. Um, uh-huh. How long have you been here and how long was that process? Okay. So I moved down to California, as I call it, in <laughs> 1999. My dad was in oil and we came to an area that is heavy in oil here in California. Um, and then I went to college, met my husband, we got married, we moved all over the place because he was in the military and then, um, never had the desire to apply for my citizenship until Biden's inauguration. That day I signed up to become a citizen and I waited and waited for 13 months, 13 months to the day I had my appointment to go to another location to do my test and my interview. And I passed and immediately became a citizen sworn in. So it was a 13 month process. That's a long time now. Did you have to get like an attorney or anything to help you along the way? I did not because I've been here so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have, there's different ways you can do it. Um, If you're married, you can wait. I think it's two to three years and then you can apply but if mm-hmm. you are not married, then you have to wait five years to apply as, and you have to be a resident for five years. Um, but for me, I've been here 20 plus years. So. I was going to say a really long time. <laughs> a really long Higher time. Higher than I can count at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm very excited and happy and proud to be an American. So I am so excited for you. I saw that today um, and I know you posted that a while back, but it's I don't okay. see a lot of attention to social media stuff. And so I, when I ran across that today, I was so excited for you yeah. because, 
you're such an amazing person, but I really wanted to ask you about that. Like what, what was that test like? So I, I was really nervous because I'm not a good test taker at all. <laughs> I will fail it. I can BS my way through anything, but I was thinking it was a written test, but it was an oral test. Oh and, boy. Um, so they give you, depending what you're, you're testing, um, test to study for from the past. So my mm-hmm. sister-in-law helped me out. She's a high school history teacher, printed off all these flashcards for me. I studied, I used the apps on my phone to study and you just, it was like constitution type questions. Mm-hmm. Um, like who is your current president type questions. So when you're in your interview, <laughs> that one is debatable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But in the interview, um, as I said, I didn't realize it was an oral test. And so um, he's asking me these questions and one of them I was kind of stuck on. And so he kind of like helped me a little bit, cheat my way through. So I was able to BS my way through that answer. But as soon as you get, I think six, right, you're done. So it wasn't like a uh, Miss Universe uh, kind of question or anything like, <laughs> no. what do you want to do to change the world in the future? <laughs> I think I it's amazing, though, that um, people who are not citizens here and, and going through that process, you have to learn about the Constitution. Yeah. And the people that grow up here do not learn about the constitution and most of them do not have a clue unless of course they've been in the military or uh you know have one uh to reference and and things like that but it's so it's so interesting to me that you guys go through such a different process than what our our (laughs) actual students do (laughs) yeah exactly But, you know, I've learned so much in the process from studying Mm -hmm. and even diving into the history of the United States, because I want to know what's happening and going on and Mm -hmm. all the lies. And, you know, it's just to me, it's fascinating. I hated history, but now I love it. (laughs) I want to dig more up and I want to find out the truth. So, well, we want to find out real history. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So. Okay, now back to the now back to the original question. Like tell them more about you, like who you are, what you do, all of that okay. stuff. I um I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I also partial homeschool my kids. So we found a private school where they are in the classroom a few days a week, um and then I homeschool them a few days a week. Uh, We did that as soon as the pandemic happened, they finished up public school and we found this amazing school, put them in that. Um, And then I just, my goal is just to be a role model for them, allow them to see the truth and what's reality and what's not Mm -hmm. reality. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job because my daughter rolls her eyes at me. My son is slowly getting into conspiracies and ask questions and he'll look at the moon and be like, it doesn't really look that real. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes, Space is fake and gay. Exactly. And have you (laughs) talked to them about flat earth? I've kind of mentioned it. My daughter rolls her eyes. They're both 13 years old. So, you know. Oh, the fun age. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you because um, you are what I consider like a social media influencer. You have a big account. Your your reels are so funny. <laughs> Every time I run across one, I'm just like bawling, <laughs> laughing and snorting and snot coming out my nose and whatever because <laughs> it's so funny. And I was going to ask you, um, being a parent, like what do your kids think of you? Are they like, oh my God, mom, you're so cheesy or. (laughs) Well, so before, before I do my sarcastic humor, I always run it by them. Like I'll just pop into their, their school room or whatever, and I'll just blurt it out and they'll either laugh or look at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) But my son, he is known as the class clown. So I feel like, you know, they, they get my sense of humor. My daughter can be very sarcastic too. So, uh, <laughs> but I think sarcasm, like, it's just, it's funny and it's real and, you know, it just, you, you can't take life so seriously and exactly. you need to live in the moment. And right now I cannot stand a lot of people. And so this really helps <laughs> I think we have that in common. I'm literally like the nicest person you would ever want to meet unless you're a whiner. And then I'm not very much so because I'm just like, you know what? Like everybody's so temperamental these days and gets their feelings hurt so easy. And I'm just like, you would have never made it in the era that I grew up in. I'm like, seriously, (laughs) my parents would have beat you with a belt until you're bloody. It's like just being honest about that. But that's why I love your humor because everything you say is stuff that uh, me and a lot of other people think in our heads all the time anyway. (laughs) I I just say it out loud. (laughs) I love that though. And, uh, you know, I think like Bob talks about all the time, you know, people lost their sense of humor and lost their funny. And it's like, people are so offended by everything that like, they're afraid to laugh at something or they're afraid to comment on a post that somebody makes because they're afraid of offending someone. I personally don't care. I've gotten to the point now over the past few years I used to care about everything I said, and I always was so careful, especially like around family and friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was eye-opening and awakening, number one, turning 40. You don't care Mm -hmm. anymore. You're like, I'm 40 years old. And then everything that's happening, everybody's getting participation trophies. Like, no, Mm -hmm. exactly. you need to suck it up and get a good slap in the face and, (laughs) you know, and let me do it for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. Now, is your husband still in the military? He is not. He um, did his time, got out, and then he subspecialized in cardiology and then subspecialized further in electrophysiology. So when he finally finished all of his training we moved back to his hometown. Nice. Yeah. So he's been practicing here for three years now. So how is it for him or how was it for him with all the um, <laughs> mandates since you um, live in the great state of California? 
okay, so I know a lot of people are interested in, I don't really talk about this because I try to kind of separate his career with what I do because I don't want to bring him into that. Right. Um, and so a lot of times, a lot of people don't even know I'm married, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's for his protection and his right. job and his career. But right. we're in a city where a lot of people think the way we think. Thank right. goodness. Um, so he was with one group um, through a, a hospital group and he waited to the last minute because uh, they were forcing the vaccines on everybody. And mm -hmm. he waited to the very last day, like he was going to lose his job if he did not get vaccinated. And he went into a few pharmacies, tried to bribe them over you know, a few weeks to try to just pretend to give them. Um, right. So he ended up getting the Johnson and Johnson right. one dose. He couldn't fathom getting more than one. Um, right. And he's like, if I'm going to do one, it's only, I'm not doing the MRNA. Mm -hmm. um, and then as soon as he got home, we put him on baby aspirin. He was taking supplements just to help his body deal with those potential side effects um, right. of the vaccine. Um, then we surprise got COVID. Um, he had to test because he's a physician right. and it was positive. And so for three months, he didn't have to test because he didn't get the booster. So he was testing twice a week. Right. Um, uh, Same with my husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was testing twice a week and then we got COVID. Um, so then he doesn't didn't have to test for three months, but then he switched positions. He went from one group to another group, another mm -hmm. hospital. He's now with Kaiser Permanente and they haven't asked him anything for testing. Um, he put in his religious exceptions for his boosters. They were all approved with Kaiser and all That's the other hospitals. Impressive. Yeah, because they denied his religious exemptions at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So right. Yeah. Yep. We we had the exact same situation here where uh, they denied the religious exemption. Yeah. We appealed it. And they're like, well, sorry, if you yeah. want to keep your job, then you're just going to have to get it. And so he ended up doing the same with the yeah. J&J. &J and, you know, I'm the complete and total psycho as far as supplements and <laughs> stuff, like both. That. <laughs> stuff like that goes in them like every take this and he's like exactly this is so many pills <laughs> i know it's like i don't care and i'm like but you have to do it <laughs> yes well yeah. i'm glad that things are working out for you guys and i'm glad you're in Me an too. area that isn't as insane yes. i guess um so what is gas like in your area right now? Oh, geez. And we just got a new car too with a bigger gas tank. Um, of course. It's it's close to $7 a gallon where oh, we're Jesus. at. Yeah. So I think I, every time we fill it up, it starts at 100. So I'm assuming we're getting, it's like 150 to 200 to fill up my, my tank. So Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah, fun times. I don't, um, ours is not that much and I'm very grateful for that because oh. We have two big trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm I'm one of those lucky people, like, since I retired, I don't drive very often. I'll go to the store or whatever. Either. But yep. I'm like, you know, I may fill up every six weeks or every eight weeks or whatever. But yeah, yeah. He, he has to um, fill up more often than me. And probably good it's not me because I think I would have a heart attack at the gas pump. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous, but you know. So, 
I know that um, you know about the cattle issue. Yes. And uh-huh. you made an interesting post yeah. that I ran across. And I was like, hmm, we need to talk about this. Because okay. being that you are in an area where there's mm-hmm. ranchers. Yeah. Um, cattle ranchers and, and whatnot. And I live in literally an area where it, that's what's here um, yeah. and not much else. And so what was the post about? Explain that to people. Okay. So I did a video. I do, if people are, don't know these make it make sense videos, um, just asking simple questions. So normies can maybe wake up a little bit. Um, I have a lot of friends and family up in Canada who that's my goal is like, if I can have them ask these simple questions, maybe it'll trigger something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I asked um, these questions about the cattle yesterday. Number one, it's odd how this many are dropping dead in heat when where I live Today, it's going to be 100. Sometimes it gets to 110, 120 degrees. We have a lot of dairy farms, a lot of ranchers. We are in farm country here in Central California. Mm -hmm. The cattle are not dropping dead. Right. So I wanted to ask, I knew a few people who are in deal with cattle all the time. So I asked them, is this normal? Should they be dropping dead? And they said, it's not abnormal for cattle to drop dead in viruses or bacteria for some reason, but it's a little suspicious that that many drop dead during a heat wave in June. That's not normal. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and like here, um, our humidity is so God awful. It's like 110 today. Um, and it is like sweltering, like the kind of heat where you walk outside, you can't and you're breathe. Just, yes. But that doesn't happen here either, yeah. ever, because we live right next to a very large ranch and there's not that kind of issue here. So, so tell people about, um, the CRISPR. Yes. And so... I, the earliest article I saw, I think was in March, they have come out with this gene that they're m- genetically modifying these cattle to withstand extreme heat waves. Mm-hmm. And according to the FDA, that these cattle are also going to be safe to consume. So we know mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. Probably don't want to eat that cattle. <laughs> I was going to say, if the FDA says it's okay, probably want to not. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I mean, if people think about it, I mean, other animals aren't dropping dead. It's just right. these cattle. So why aren't they finding or creating this gene for other animals? And it, it just nothing makes sense. Well, and I thought about that a lot. Um today and and here's what i think um beef is generally more expensive mm-hmm. uh pork is a whole lot cheaper plus it's a whole lot cheaper to process yeah um you can run through you know like a, a whole lot more swine that you than you can you know mm-hmm. 
doing a herd of cattle. And so being as how, uh, you know, AOC was concerned about cows farting and, and putting holes in the ozone layer because they fart, um, and the price of, of cattle and how mm -hmm. most people eat meat, beef. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that won't eat pork because pork has, uh, historically had worms. Yes. Um, it's dirty. And, yeah, and so a lot of people don't, don't eat pork of any means. And what I think is going on here, uh, with them all. And it's funny, like if you see the video, you know, of the cows and they look like my cats when it's sunny outside and they lay in front of the window and they have all four feet all up four they're up, laying yeah. on their back. And I was like, okay, now that's something where it's like uh, a very sudden death. Um, they didn't, you know, it was just like, poop, yep. you know, kind of like me if I get hammered. <laughs> so I thought about it and I thought, you know what makes sense to me? Um, and because they use these in California all the time for the wildfires and stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah. is directed energy weapons. I thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was thinking this is not normal. Right. And it's it, absolutely because it's or some focused, kind of poison. Right. Because it's yeah. focused in, in just that one specific, you know, geographic area. Yeah. Um, on that one rancher's farm, and this is what it looked like, and I was like, "Okie dokie, yeah, this is not say, I, from heat because I none wonder, of the other farmers had that." Well, and I wonder now here in just thinking, Jurassic Park had—I uh, don't know if anybody's seen this, but I was like, my mind blowing, like predict predictive programming. So they genetically modified these, like. Um, grasshoppers whatever to which eat. is that's funny because they're genetically modifying grasshoppers uh, currently mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly and the crickets and all that mm -hmm. but um they these grasshoppers destroyed the the crops of those who weren't using this company's grain or whatever so Bill it's Gates the feed. organic yes so I'm wondering, and I didn't look, I should look to see if this cattle farm was working, was not working with the government or whatever it was, and they mm -hmm. were trying to keep their cattle pure. I, I don't know. It's just another right. thought that they right. targeted these because they're not And GMO that's one type. of the things that's been um, on the news a lot lately is um, cattle farmers, hog farmers, whatnot. Um, where they were buying, you know, their, their feed for the livestock and, and stuff from, you know, the certain place that they've been buying from for a long time. And then, you know, come time in August when it's time for them to have their babies and stuff, um, either they were having, uh, sacks with nothing in them, um, or all of the, uh, calves and, and baby piglets were dead. Yeah. Um, every single one of them. And so, uh, the, the ranchers were like, you know what, this something's going on here. This doesn't make any sense. They quit using that feed and the problem went away. Oh, surprise. Yeah. And so, um, and this, this, 
this perfect timing talking about grasshoppers uh, because I saw that California in a certain school district in California, they're going to put grasshoppers um, in in the lunch line for kids <sighs> to see um, oh, how well they do with bugs for lunch. Oh, I did not see that. Oh, mm-hmm. no, if I run across that again, I'm going to send it to you. But yeah, yeah, please do. That's why that... I think California has lost their ever eleven marbles on a lot of things they do. Yeah. Um, but it's going to get bad out there anyway, because I have yeah. friends that, that, uh, live out there and one of them is actually a farmer. And he said mm-hmm. that, um, with them, uh, taking away anything gas powered by 2025, yeah. um, that also means any kind of combines and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, not only do they have rationed water. Uh, oh, in yeah, the area were. that he lives in, but then mm-hmm. uh, they can't, they're not going to be able to use the, the, you know, equipment that they have now because yeah. it's gas powered. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to like be very detrimental as far as, you know, anything that they're harvesting and it depends on, on what year it is as far as to what yeah. crops they're growing. So. Yeah. We, I mean, we have all the almonds, like the majority of the almonds in mm-hmm. the country come from where we live. And it's going to be interesting to see because almonds take a lot of water mm-hmm. and, you know, these farmers are already hurting. We have vineyards galore around us, you know, growing right. grapes for all the wines and Napa and Paso Robles. And um, it's just, California is the central Valley is the Mecca of produce for the United right. States. And, you know, hopefully, yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And the, it's going to be an issue because, um, you know, like a, a lot of the produce and stuff that stores even around here, get it from California. Yeah. Um, but you know, as far as wineries and stuff goes, I'm sure <laughs> Gavin's uh, white rabbit winery is going to be, fine just fine i'm sure it will too yeah because so maybe the vineyards that he supplements his his grapes from will be unharmed Mm -hmm. and can produce for other vineyards well why not because all of his uh wine restaurants and stuff were allowed to stay open i know uh, during the pandemic when everybody else's was closed so yep exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so (coughs) excuse me on just a moment oh sorry about that you're all good. my own slobber <laughs> <laughs> so i want you to tell me um i know that you struggled with crohn's so I, well colitis yes colitis i want you yeah. to talk to me about that and because you you literally look so different now than what you did um, years ago when I, I first ran across you. So tell me what that has been like for you and how you educated yourself enough to fix your own problems. Okay. Well, number one, I'm not fixed. I'm trying every day to figure it out, but I do everything I can. Um, so let's go back because I think where it stems from is hormones. I, think Mm -hmm. I, it, it's the estrogen and everything that I was put on. Um, when we first, I first got married, 
found out very early on I had premature ovarian failure within the year of our marriage and we were 23, 24 years old. The doctor's mm-hmm. like, you need to get pregnant now. And we're like, uh, what? No, like he's in med school. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-uh. So we tried, um, put on fertility meds, tried. And then eventually when we moved to Hawaii, um, we were doing multiple rounds of IVF. Finally, eventually got pregnant with twins. And then as soon as they were born, my cycles were out of whack. I was immediately put on synthetic hormones, synthetic Mm -hmm. estrogen, and I was on that for years. Um, Eventually, my cycles became 20, 30 days out of the month, nonstop bleeding. I was getting Mm -hmm. migraines five days a week. And I, my husband was deployed, I couldn't take care of two toddlers. And he got back from deployment. And we said, cut it out. So I had a total hysterectomy 10 years ago, put on synthetic hormones again. And it caused my, really messed up my body. In that process, I had gained a lot of weight, um, just felt awful, trying to figure things out. I stemmed it down to maybe I have leaky gut. So I went on, I found a holistic doctor. They put me on supplements. We changed my hormones to bioidentical. Um, I started cutting out certain foods again. Um, So I went gluten-free, predominantly dairy-free. and I just still wasn't feeling good. Like something Mm -hmm. was wrong. And so I really became strict a few years ago, fixed myself for about two months and all my symptoms. So it wasn't just feeling good. It was like chronic diarrhea. Like I couldn't go anywhere because I needed to bring extra clothes kind of thing. Like it just would hit me out of nowhere. And so I finally, my husband's like, you got to go to the doctor. Cause I'm, you know, you don't want to be that person who's like, nothing's wrong with me. And I'm always here. So I wait, I always wait to the last minute plus <laughs> having a doctor Agreed. in the house. <laughs> um, and I immediately, we were about ready to move back to California. They um, didn't do any other tests. They did the endoscopy colonoscopy and I have colitis. So they immediately put me on <laughs> steroids uh-huh. and I was on ste- yeah mm-hmm. so um those would work maybe a week or two and then everything would come back um so we move here get the worst doctor in town even though he's known as the best GI same thing he couldn't help me um then the pandemic happened so I just have been I've been put on steroids about eight times and I refuse now right. my last colonoscopy endoscopy said the same thing my whole stomach's full of Clyde like it's just so inflamed. And so I'm just like, number one, you got to live. Number two, steroids are the devil's drug. I refuse Uh to go on it. So I eat gluten-free for the most part until I eat gluten and it flares me up like I am right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I work out and working out is my therapy. It's my stress relief. It helps me mentally, physically. If I don't move, I feel worse. Even if I'm like dying, I'll do low impact cardio. I'll lift a few weights and I feel better. Um, So, but with colitis, it's, it's a hit or miss, you know? Now, do you notice um, like sugary things irritating you? Yeah. I don't really eat sugar. Um, The reason why I ask that is because old Bob um, with having Crohn's and, you know, there's, (laughs) I love him. He's a little stubborn. Um, And it's like, 
just like gallons of Red Bull. And I'm like, dude. And then, <laughs> and then I'll call him and I'll be like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm sick. And I'm like, hmm, wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wondered because every, every person's body is so different in how it, they it respond is. to, uh, things and, and some people can eat gluten and it doesn't bother them. And then yeah. other people that's like a massive trigger for them. But yes. I'm glad that you brought up the hormones. Yeah. Um, hormones messed me up something yeah. terrible. And yeah. I mean, I had, I had tumors all over the place from it and, uh, one of the hormones that they put me on, uh, actually ate my spine. And oh so I ended gosh. up having to have, you know, uh, a spinal fusion and a bone graft and the whole nine yards and wow. whatever, and the migraines and the periods that yep. were, I'd be lucky if like out of six months that I would have three days that I didn't. Yeah. And I was like, I really feel like I need to purchase a semi full of products and like park it outside my house so I can just make it exactly out there because yeah. it'd be better that way. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it was like every, everything and it's like, Oh, maybe it's the dose. Oh, maybe this one's too strong. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, whatever let's do, let's change you and, and whatever. And through that, it was just a series of one shitty thing after another. And yeah. I had, the worst stomach issues for the longest time. Um, and so I'm glad you mentioned the hormone aspect of that and the steroids because yes. steroids is a doctor's go-to yep. for almost everything. Yeah. You know, it it's is. like, Oh, your arm hurts. Let's give you some steroids. You hurt your back. Let's get steroids. Mm -hmm. You got Crohn's, let's do steroids. Let's get steroids for everything. Yeah. And what people don't understand, steroids are kind of, it's like a Band-Aid anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to, quote, take out inflammation in your body. Uh, but it's just like taking pain meds. It doesn't fix your problem. It does and not. Because of your diet and, and things in your environment and all of that stuff. Um people have a lot of free radicals anyway yep. um, that are produced inside their body or they're exposed to them and, you know, their environment literally every day. And those create inflammation. Yes. And a lot of people don't understand that as far as diet wise, uh, the things that, that actually trigger them. Yeah. That they should limit or get off of or yep. stay away from. So how, how much reading did you do <laughs> trying to figure out how to, uh, help yourself? A lot. I, um, I first thought it was leaky gut because of the hormones and everything. And I, what I had read was like, I went on a pretty strict modified keto, not mm -hmm. eat the cheese, not eat the fats. It was grass-fed meats it was vegetables right and basically that was it um I can't do nuts or seeds really um right. you know there's a lot of things I can't eat and I've learned that over the years um I also think what a lot of people don't realize is 
even though you're gluten-free and if you eat gluten-free, you have to make sure your meat is mm-hmm. grass-fed because they're going to feed those right. cows and, and those animals gluten. And so that can trigger people as well. Because um, it's a fattening agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'm trying to get back onto that. Um, I like wine. It triggers me. <laughs> Wine is my happy place. But I do fine <laughs> on tequila. So I have to, you know, you know, you got to, I feel there's a balance. If you're going to go strict to go strict until you feel better, and then you can slowly add things in. Right. Because um, you have to live life. Life is so short. You can't be so strict and regimented all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's one thing that we talk about all the time is like, uh, you know, like all the fad diets and stuff that come yeah. around and everybody has to be a, a vegan and oh, nobody God. can eat meat and whatever. And then when you talk to people that were like strict vegan, like they'll tell you how shitty they felt while yeah. they were doing their vegan diet, you know, or it's like, uh, the keto diet or, you know, whatever diet craze or diet fad comes through and how it is like one is just not a one size fits all. Like the diet has to be completely tailored to you personally yes. and what your body responds to and, and what your health conditions are because exactly, you know, especially from um, like you said, having the migraines and stuff because your periods were out of control and your hormones were yep. out of whack and you know, whatever. And then when you're in that stage, there's certain foods that will trigger migraines mm-hmm. as well, or certain smells or yep you know, whatever. And it's like trial and error for everybody to find out it is what works best for them and, exactly. and how they can, you know, <clears throat> whatever. So is there um, like anything else that you do besides watch your diet and, and work out? I mean, do you do like uh, essential oils or, you know, have you found any, anything else that you do in your regiment that helps? I take a handful of supplements as well every day. <laughs> I make sure that I get um, my my magnesium is key. I found over the years, like I, it I cannot live without magnesium, and it helps my anxiety too. Right. Um, and then I take extra vitamin D because when I got my hormones checked, I get um, testosterone pellets. Um, my D was on even though I'm outside almost every day in the sun, Mm -hmm. it was still on the lower end of normal. So I supplement with D as well as getting outside. Don't wear sunscreen. I know people are like, ah, but you know, sunscreen causes cancer, you know, (laughs) and my my husband's like, put on the sunscreen. And I'm like, kids, no, don't, even though they're swimmers, like don't put it on. You're like, cause that's going to disrupt hormones too. Do you need me to teach you honey about sunscreen? (laughs) He just does hearts. Like he doesn't know any of that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And like everything, everything in the medical industry, um, that's meant to quote, help you, uh, is really detrimental. And that's what a lot of people, um, don't understand even things like, uh, the -the over-the-counter treatments for poison ivy and stuff. If you read the ingredients that are in those, there's definitely not things that 
um, you want to be taking exactly. <laughs> or using or whatever. Uh, same thing with a lot of the lotions and stuff Yeah, because most of our, um, you know, beauty products per se have polysorbate 80 in them. Yep. Um, and polysorbate 80, as far as the material data safety sheets on that, um, never been tested on humans for safety and efficacy, but in animal studies, it failed, uh, miserably because they had a lot of dead animals. So don't rub that shit in your skin either. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you keep up on your news or on current events all the time? I go to Twitter. Twitter is And I just keep scrolling (laughs) through Twitter and see things that pop up. And then from there, I'll just look and research. Um, We don't watch the news. Every now and then my husband will put Tucker Carlson on, but I, we don't watch morning news anymore. We don't watch other news. When my parents come to visit, they love the news. We put a TV in their room. They can watch the news in there because we don't want it out (laughs) here. Stay in your room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we don't either. And like uh, my husband, after the election, he just completely like got off Mm -hmm. social media. We quit watching the news. Like he doesn't have any of that. He used to get his uh, news from social media all the time too. (laughs) And so now, now it's like, uh, he gets things from LinkedIn and he'll be like, honey, did you see, did you see such and such? And I'm like, yeah, I just read that. (laughs) So as far as your, um, your homeschooling program goes, do you, did you follow like a specific curriculum? Did you pick out the curriculum? So the school that the kids go to, it's called a university model school, and it's biblically based. It's not, you know how some schools are Christian private school. It's, this is all Bible based. And it's really interesting because, you know, they learn about Greek gods. And, you know, when you dive into that side of the history and what I've learned recently is that these gods could possibly have been real. Um, So it's just for them to learn you know, but the Bible, the way it is, that's right. their root foundation for knowing the truth and everything else. And then they actually give us a lesson plan every week. So it's super easy to follow. I don't have to create anything. Nice. Homeschooling is overwhelming to begin with. And they're at the age now where they're um, very self-directed. So on homeschool days, I'm there just to grade them, their work, and just make sure that they're on track. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, help them with their papers and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And see, that would be so much better than, um, cause I remember when my daughter was going to school, you know, and of course they started that common core math and it was like, oh, mom, gosh. can you help me with this? Now I am old. Uh, I am in my fifties. I've been around a yeah. long time. I have never, ever in my life seen that kind no. of math. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, huh? Yeah, like I don't. I'm smart. I'm super smart and I'm like, I don't, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how to help you with this. And so I yeah. would have to like stay up really late at night and like try to teach myself this yeah. new weird math to show her how to do this new weird math. It's- and then I'd be like, okay, 
Now, let me show you the traditional way of doing math. And yeah. she's like, that's so much easier. Why don't we do it that way? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon, had it right. And she was like, <laughs> math is, is too hard and it's racist, so we're going to do away with it. Yeah, that I mean, mm -hmm. I could see that with Common Core. Well, wasn't uh, it introduced during the Obama era? Yeah. 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 That, and it, it like it. every, everything got messed up uh, yeah. during his era. And I know I'm going to get shit from a lot of people about that, but it's true. Cause even yeah. like in the medical industry, you know, he's the one that forced everyone onto electronic records systems, Yeah, which hello, put all your shit on the internet. Like it's not hackable, even though they'll tell yeah. you, Oh, there's no way. It's kind of like the FDA saying everything is safe and effective. Yeah. Uh, there's no way anybody could personally hack your medical records. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then everything gets sent to the World Health Organization. Mm -hmm. So they literally know every single person on the planet's diagnosis yep. and everything they've ever had done and, you know, the whole nine yards. And, you know, instead of seeing... 20 patients a day and having quality time with them. Yeah. Now it's like 20 patients every 30 minutes, you know? Oh, it's and ridiculous. So you, you literally have like four minutes to spend with a patient before you have to run to your next one. And it's, well, they don't get good care that way. No. And the physicians are running with their heads cut off trying to see mm -hmm. these patients mm -hmm. and then they have to dictate all their notes after i mean I, it it's really ridiculous and you have to keep up that quota because the yep. <clears throat> you get like paid on the amount yep. of patients that you see and if you don't you get penalized and then mm -hmm. you have to use your um their electronic system for prescriptions Mm -hmm. And if you don't send enough prescriptions, you get penalized yep. for that too. And it's such a joy because a lot of times whoever builds these medication systems, like puts prescriptions under uh, like the trade name instead of like the brand name. And so the doctors can't find them. Yep. And they're, that's our doctor had such a hard time with that. And he's like, What's the other names for this drug? I need your help. And I'm like, okay, hold on a minute. Let me see if I can find it for you. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was like a, a huge ordeal. It was almost like they were trying to make it really difficult, not yeah. just for the patients, but for the doctors to even yeah. provide the care that they're supposed to. Yeah. So how did he like, uh, when everything went electronic, how did he, uh, enjoy having to do everything electronically and learn the system. So he was in the military. So everything was already electronic and oh, that's good. It actually in some ways makes it really easy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate where I agree with you. X-ray track us. X-rays are better. Yeah. So yep. like the, and they can follow their patients. So, you know, especially in the military, you move so much. Right that your physician, you move from Hawaii to the East Coast, mm -hmm. your East Coast physician can pull up all your records instead of you having to go get your records, take it to another doctor, right. that kind of thing. That, the simplicity of that makes it easier. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, there's pros and cons to everything. Right. I think for him, it makes it easier as a physician to track and see, but not every hospital uses the same medical records. So then that's a pain, Mm -hmm. you know, some use Epic, some use, and actually when we lived in Wisconsin, we were five minutes away from Epic, which is one of the biggest medical records. Right. Yeah. That's, so that's like uh, what they always say is that's the wink gold standard um, <laughs> for electronic systems. But I can yeah. tell you out of the, all the electronic systems I've worked on, that is literally the worst, <laughs> most time consuming, complicated thing. There's things out there that are so much easier to wear, yeah. you know, especially for him, like being a specialty where you can build your own form and your, yes, has the own questionnaire on it. Yeah. Nine yards. And those are the kind of systems that are way more beneficial because, you know, then when the patient comes in, you've already got all the information that you need to ask them or to, to find out. So, yeah. Yeah. So how many different places did you guys live? We lived in LA while he was in med school for four years. I know. (laughs) It was awful. I hated LA. We both did. And every time we have to go to LA, we're like, oh, yeah, Um, it's horrible. Uh, And then we were in Hawaii. And then we were in, um, it's called Fort Irwin, which is smack dab in the middle of the Mojave. And now that I think about it, I can think of so many conspiracies that happen out at that base because it's the <laughs> National Training Center. Uh-huh. So everybody who's about to deploy has a simulated war out in the middle of the desert. So we were stationed there for a few years and it's right between Vegas and LA, right. 45 minutes away from Barstow. And then we ended up in El Paso and then um, came back to California and then Wisconsin and now we're back in California. So where's the, your favorite place that you lived at? Every place had its pros and cons. Um, Hawaii was great, but it comes with a lot of heartache because of infertility. And then, um, the desert was great because it was our first military base and the people there that I connected with were so amazing, especially when my husband deployed, um, our neighbors were the best things, but then, you know, I had one of my neighbors was one of the first in Afghanistan and the stories that these soldiers tell right. are just heartbreaking Horrific. what they're told yeah. to do. I mean, no wonder the PTSD is out of control and suicides, right. but, um, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, these wars are fought and these soldiers are told what to do, you mm-hmm. know? It's just, I yeah, you can't even fathom. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that's why, um, like a lot of the um, guests that I've had on that have had PTSD, um, that have served in the military, the stories that they have, like some of them, uh, we don't put on the air. At no, all you can't. No, because it it's things that the normal citizen wouldn't understand no they wouldn't my husband did say like when he was over there because he was the physician for the 82nd airborne Mm -hmm. um and so they were the first unit that took over from the polish they were the first americans in this area and he said like he had no idea what they were doing there right yeah and 
and a lot of people, um, you know, I think they join thinking that they're, you know, going to protect and serve and going to do something amazing. Yeah. And it's not until a lot of them are either in the throes of stuff or when they yeah. get out yeah. and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, none of that made sense. Like what, no. what was the purpose of being there in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did, did your husband have to deal with anything when he came home? Was it, was it easy for him to, to reintroduce himself to society or did it take him a while to get back into things? The only PTSD that he had for actually quite a while, cause they were bombed every day. Their, mm -hmm. their unit um, was, and every day they were in the bunkers, you know, at a certain time they're like, Oh, let's go in. Um, was loud booms and pops. So if he heard fireworks mm -hmm. or one of the kids popped a balloon or something that would really trigger him and take him back. Um, right. And he became pretty close with the, um, the pastor, um, you know, there, they talked a lot because um, he's never been in that kind of situation. I mean, he's good little Christian boy who grew up, went to college, <laughs> got married and never really experienced anything, you know, massive like that. It was really good for him um, mm -hmm. as much of, you know, why were we there? Um, he grew up a lot and learned a lot and right. is, yeah. So, so what made him join in the first place? Uh, he went to a private medical school and he didn't want hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. <laughs> so they would pay for his medical school and give us a stipend while we, he went to medical school. Right. Which is, which is a very good option. And, and it was great, you know, that's why a lot of people I think do it is because of the GI bill and you yeah. know the opportunities that they have to, you know, do communications or whatever it is that they're, you know, they think they want to do for their career path. But yeah, exactly. It's, it's not always yeah. what they think it's going to be either. No, it's not. <laughs> but I think, I think the enlisted struggle more than the officers, you right. know, there's a big difference in that. And it's just, it is a status in a class system. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what is next on the horizon for you? I wonder that all the time. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I love just telling the truth and I love inspiring people with workouts. I, I've thought about personal training. I've thought about starting my own business. I, I really don't know. So if anybody can help me, <laughs> <laughs> you should start your own snarky humor show. <laughs> I could, it would be amazing. I you should, would have, you would have so many listeners. It would be fantastic. <laughs> so my dear, thank you again for joining me today. I really appreciate the time. Tell thank everybody you. where they can find you. So you can find me mostly on Instagram or TikTok, but who knows how long I'll be on TikTok again. Um, but Instagram at, uh, I have a few pages because I'm severely shadow banned and taken down 5 million times. But I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> um, so my my conspiracy side is Canadian Patriot, CDN, Patriot 2.0, 
or Jolene Roberts 2.0. That's mo mostly where I'm at. Nice. Yeah. Well, my dear, if you have to leave everybody with one thing, what would you tell them? Just don't let fear stop you. Live your best life. Have fun. Life is too short to be serious and fearful and hold back. Just be you who cares about anybody else. That's perfect. Perfect <laughs> sentiment, my dear, to wrap things up. Yeah. So my darling, thank you again for joining thank me. You. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. And everybody go check out her pages, go follow her, uh, and make sure that you are ready because you are going to laugh your butt <laughs> off. Just saying. So thank for you. me and Jolene, have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thank you.